This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Tonight, I, uh, the title of my message is Faith in the Testimony of God. So, you know, my husband this morning, he gave a very good message on grace. But you know how we access grace? How do we access grace? He said it, by faith. We are saved through faith, or by grace through faith. So, when we go through the doorway of faith, we enter into grace. Amen? So, to access grace, we have to use our faith. So I'm going to preach a message on faith, and the the title of the message is Faith in the Testimony of God. See, God has some things he wants to say about us, because he has a uh, predestined plan for each and every one of our lives. And it can be the testimony that God gives in eternity about us. So we're going to look later on a little bit into Hebrews chapter 11. In the testimony that God gives. There's four scriptures in the Bible that all say the same thing. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38. Romans 1.17. Galatians 3.11. And Habakkuk 2.4. They all say the same thing. Does anybody know what they say? The just shall live by faith. The front row knew. <laughs> the just shall live by faith. Who's the just? That's us. We've been justified by the blood of Jesus. We've been declared by God as not guilty. And these people that are justified, that's us. We're going to live how? By faith. Our whole lives, it's a lifestyle that we're to live. The lifestyle of faith. So we're going to talk about that tonight. We're just going to give a quick, uh, it's two pages in my note. We'll see how long it takes. A quick review on faith. And I think this is important to do every now and then because sometimes we just forget things or, you know, we need to stir it up in our heart again. So I'm going to talk a little bit about faith in the first bit here. I'm going to turn this. So what is faith? What is faith? It means to be fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Is that fully persuaded means that rock solid knowing on the inside of us. It comes by, by hearing from God. When God says something to us, we can know it on the inside. And when we know something, the, our second definition is that we can trust and rely on it. So faith means to trust and to rely on. So when you know something, you can trust and rely on We rely on our God. You know, God wants us to rely on him for everything. He wants to be the sub- source of everything we need in this life. Like, you know, grace, we walk in grace is God's ability. Well, we walk in it when we know that we need God. (laughs) We need him for everything. Everything. You know, for our money, for our health, for, for his purpose and plan to be revealed to us. We need him. Amen? Amen. And it means to believe as truth. Faith means to believe as truth. You know, truth is a beautiful thing. And every one of us have the responsibility, everyone on the planet, really, God has given us the responsibility to seek truth. There's only one truth. I don't have a different truth than you. You know, the world tries to tell you that, but the truth is the Bible, God's Word. God wrote it down so that we could know Him and know the truth. And when we know the truth, 
we're set free. Glory, hallelujah. Jesus said, if you'll follow me, be my disciples, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So this is a lifestyle that we're supposed to live, the lifestyle of faith. How many of you want to live it? Amen. Amen. So because, you know, faith is essential for survival in this world. Even, at, you know, getting to heaven, we need faith to get in, and we need faith to stay in. My Bible tells me that uh, they that endure to the end will be saved. We're not in it for the short term. This is the whole life, beginning to end. <laughs> Amen? You know, Paul said, I have fought the good fight. What did he, else he say? I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. So he fought, he finished, and he kept. All along, all the way to the end. He fought, he finished, he kept. See, there is a God that we need to relate to. Our God. We have to relate to him by faith because we can't see him. We can't see him with our natural eyes. But we learn to see him on the inside. With the eyes of faith, we see God. We hear God. And we know God. And we also need faith to survive because there is a devil. Devil in the world. And he came to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's a liar. You know, the opposite of truth is lie. And the devil wants to deceive. And he's got the whole world in deception. He's doing a good job. He does. But we got a God that, that's able in us and through us to reveal truth. Amen? So we, we want to survive, but we also want to thrive. You can live a good natural life. You know, and that's, God wants us to have a good natural life. But he wants us to have a supernatural life. He wants us to live by his power. He wants us to, to know his destiny, his plan, his purpose for us so that we can walk it out. So there is one level, living a good natural life by faith, you know, uh, being healed, being prosperous, all those things. But there's another level. And then that is living the supernatural life to set other people free. To, to know really what we're here for. You know, Jesus was successful because he knew his purpose. And he stuck to it. So many Christians, we, you know, there, there's a world out here. And, and we can get distracted. But see, when we know our purpose, when we've heard God, then we can live by faith and perform it. Amen? So fight. Finish and keep the faith. Glory to God. So we need God. How many, how many need God? <laughs> you know, his word is the foundation of our life. The Bible. If you're not reading the Bible, you will not be full of faith. Amen? You know what? I'm just a little detour here. <laughs> when I was first saved, I, ha- I found it hard to be disciplined because I wasn't a disciplined person. Not naturally speaking. And you know, you go to church and you hear what you need to be doing. And one day I went to God and I said, it's not fair. You know, I go to church and I hear what you want me to do, but you didn't make me that way. I'm not very disciplined. I'm scattered. And it probably didn't help that I was on pot from the age of 14 to 24 when I got saved. <laughs> so, you know, God had to take a hold of my mind once again. And, you know, he's graced me. To be a disciplined person. And I love his word. 
And it's important that we love his word because his word is the foundation for our life. If you want to be a faith person, you have to be a person of the word. Jesus said, he said that whoever hears these sayings of mine, this is in Matthew 7:24 through 20. 25. He says, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will like him unto a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. And what is the rock? The rock is revelation of truth. Revelation of truth. So whoever hears, hears, say hear. We know that faith comes by hearing. We have to hear God. We have to hear what his word says. But if you want to walk in the supernatural uh, power of God, you have to learn to hear him on the inside for the specifics for your own life. We, we need to learn to listen and, and hear what he has to say. And, and that's as important as, you know, the word will, will develop your character. It'll develop your faith. But hearing God on the inside about the specifics for your life, you know, the Bible says the just shall live by faith, but it also says the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. That's important, too. Because when what you hear on the inside for your own life as it is as important for fulfilling the destiny of God as the Word of God. Because it's still the Word of God. It's the Word of the living God. So he'll talk to us and he'll lead us and guide us. And when we learn to hear him, when we have ears to hear, Jesus said that all the time, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So we've got to develop our hearing ears, not just natural hearing, because it can go, <laughs> what's in there? No. <laughs> yeah, it can go in and out, but we need to be not just hearers, but doers of the word. Amen? So to have faith in God, we must hear what he says. You know, um, my husband and I, we've, we've set ourselves to live this way. And, and you know, when big things, we have done pretty good. Because, you know, we would still probably be pastoring in North Myrtle Beach. We did that for 16 years. And it was, a, it was good. We liked it. We were on the beach. We were like five minutes from the beach. Although we never thought we'd live in South Carolina. But God sends you places. I mean, you know that. So we were doing something we liked. But something on the inside said, hmm. Something's, got to, something's changing. And we heard God that it was time to go back on the mission field. Now, we'd always gone on the mission field and did mission trips, and there was times that that's what we did. But God was saying, I want you to do it full time again. See, if we didn't hear God, when we heard him, then we had faith. It wasn't easy. You know, we're in our 50s. No, 60s? No, 50s still. <laughs> and you're doing something new again. Stepping out. And what happens when you step out in faith? Grace. Grace is always there. God's power, God's ability, God's provision. Somebody was talking to me about prosperity not too long ago. You know, and just how to help people to get more into prosperity. And you know what I thought in my own life? I thought, God always makes provision for the vision. Every time. You know, we're we're not you know, extraordinarily wealthy or anything. But every step of our lives, God has always provided what we've needed. He's like that. So God will, will, will do what he says. If he tells you to do something, he'll provide it. Now, I want you to think about where you are right now in your life. Think about it. And, and have you gotten here by hearing God? 
Have you gotten to this church because you heard God? Amen? So that's been faith. God will provide you uh, with the word that you need to get you where you need to go. He'll always make it known when you seek him. When you seek him. So he will mold our lives through the word and he'll lead us by faith and speaking to our hearts. And to do a new thing, you have to hear a new thing. And it should be God. See, lots of people just look at natural circumstances. Where does God talk to us? He talks to us in our hearts. He makes it known on the inside. You know, pastoring many times, we heard people, well, this happened, and I think that God's saying this and that, because, you know, things out here. Well, what's God saying on the inside? It has to be confirmed by God on the inside. This is where God talks to us. So develop your hearing ears to hear what he's saying. And when we listen to him, when we fellowship with him, when we grow in relationship with him, he's a faithful God. How many know that? He's faithful. He's faithful to do what he said he will do. Let's look at um, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 37 and 38. One of the, the purposes of our faith is to please God. Make God happy. <laughs> I like your, your ha- it's happy time. I like that. <laughs> That's good. It makes God happy when we give him offerings with joy. Hebrews 10, 37 and 38. It says, Oh, for yet a little while, and he was coming, will come, and will not tarry. How many of that makes you happy? Amen. He will come again. Now, right now, the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So we want to give God pleasure. We want to please him. We don't want to draw back. We want to continually walk by faith. And in Hebrews 11:6, we know this scripture. It says, for without faith, it is impossible to please him. Amen? For he who comes to God must believe he is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So one of the, uh, something about faith that we need to develop in our heart is just a desire to please God. And we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 11, and, and we're going to see how the faith of some of the Old Testament saints, they please God. Yeah, Hebrews 11, uh, chapter 1, or verse 1 and 2, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. So f- by faith... The elders, these Old Testament saints, they received a good testimony from God. God wrote it down. In fact, if you read Hebrews chapter 11, it's God-given record of what these guys did in the Old Covenant by faith. Things that please God. So what is a testimony? It's a, 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 a report, a report of what is witnessed. If you've seen it, you can testify. It is that which can be well reported, a good report. It is to give an oral account, to keep record in order to speak of that which is honorable. So God writes things down. He keeps records. He knows what we do by faith. And what we do by faith in him will be our eternal testimony. God will, God's keeping the records. And he's going to testify. I want you to think about that. In fact, in the next few bits, uh, we'll see that God keeps testimony 
of all that we do and that it pleases him. You'll see it here. In Hebrews chapter uh, 12 and 2, it tells us to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of faith. The whole Bible really is the story, the history of God keeping his, God's faith. God started it out, right? By faith, he created the heavens and the earth. He created mankind. And, and, he, and all through the history of, of the Old Testament saints, it's all written down, testimony of what happened, how people worked together with God and how some didn't. <laughs> and then about Jesus. It's all about Jesus, really. About Jesus coming and Jesus bringing salvation. It's God's testimony. Amen? It's God's story. The Bible is God's story. From beginning to end. So we look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of faith. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen? Jesus. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. So Hebrews chapter 11 is God's testimony to us of what the elders did by their faith in God. It was his plan. He spoke to their hearts. And by faith, they did it. You know, one time, not that long ago, when I wrote this message, I noticed that, you know, so often we talk about receiving from faith, by faith from God. You know, let's get our healing, let's get the the finances that we need, whatever we need. By faith, we're going to receive it from God. We're going to reach out and receive. But, you know, I noticed these guys, it talks about their life, what they did by faith for God. Not receiving, but by faith, they lived a life for God. And that's how we should be. By faith, we can live. The just shall live by faith. Amen? So I want you to think about your own life. It's a life of faith. It's a life for God. And the things he has for you to do. (laughs) He has things for you to do. In Hebrews chapter, uh, um, verse 3, it talks about what God did by his faith. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. God spoke and the world was created. Often we just think about the heavens and the earth being created when God spoke. Because that, that's the record we have. Well, I looked that word worlds up there. And it has three different meanings. It means uh, the, the stars, the world, the universe. It means the things we can see, the planets. You know, God knows the name of each and every star. <laughs> he calls them all by name. Have you ever seen the, the, the Hubble telescope pictures and how far out it's gone and all those stars and galaxies? God knows the name of each and every one of them. He's amazing, isn't he? And that's only in this realm. It says he created the worlds. There's the spiritual world that we cannot even see. But God created that too. Amen? And the second thing it means is it means a period of time, an age. God created the worlds. Each generation, God created, took the time to think out all from, from the very beginning to the end of time. See, God created this this time for us and and he 
created the purpose in his plan throughout all generations. The generations that we're, we're in, the generations that were before. God created those before time by his word. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? Well, get this one. And it says that the third thing that it means is forever. The unbroken age. The perpetuity of time. So eternity. God created eternity. You know, we were, we are in Christ. See, before, the, before we were created, we, there was no us. <laughs> God created us and he created us in Christ for eternity. That's amazing. So he made a plan for eternity for us to be in. That's amazing to me. And think about what an awesome creator he is. He knows the names of of every stars. He knows the person in every generation and made a plan for their life. The Bible tells us that he even knows the numbers of our, of the hairs on our head. And every now and then I'm telling him, Lord, I think I'm missing some. (laughs) I need my numbers. (laughs) See, see, God knows everything. He doesn't even have to think about it. He doesn't have to count them. He knows already how many hairs you got on your head. And he knows the purpose he created you for. He's amazing. He's such an amazing God. You know, all the computers in the world, we think that's so amazing, you know, that we got Google and we can't even trust it. But... You know, God knows everything about everybody throughout all generations and even into eternity. He's an amazing God. And do you think he can't take care of us? You think he can't, you know, let us know what we need to know to live by faith? He can do it. Amen? He's so amazing. Isn't he amazing? I think he's amazing. So here's a few scriptures that I like about that. This is in Romans 11.33. It says, Oh, the depths of the riches of both the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God created beforehand that we should walk in him. See, God knew beforehand what we should do. He already created them in Christ Jesus that we should walk in them. Our only only thing is finding out and then walking it out by faith. Woo! That's not hard, is it? It's not. Our only part is hearing and then saying, yes, Lord, I'll do it. And then we step into grace. And it's God's power and his ability. That's amazing. It's all God. He's, our, our part's only one thing, believing, trusting and relying on him. In Hebrews 4.3, it says, The works were finished from the foundation of the world. That's the last part of that scripture. It says, The works were finished from the foundation of the world. Before God created you and me, everything that he planned for us to do was already finished. <laughs> That's that's good. Remind yourself of that when it seems hard, when it seems like, I, you know, I don't know if I can do that, Lord. It's already finished. It's already done in him. He planned it and he said you could do it. Right, Joel? That's right. Amen. So the Old Testament saints that it's written about in Hebrews chapter 11, they heard 
and they did God's prearranged plan for their lives. Amen? So let's look at Abel. It says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying. See, there's the testimony of God. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. So, although Abel has been long dead, he's been dead a long time. He's one of the first guys. He's the second son of Adam and Eve. He's been gone a while. So even though he's been gone a while, God's still testifying of the offering that Abel gave by faith. See, God kept the records, and he's still saying, this is what Abel did. He did it by faith. Hallelujah. Even though he's been dead a long time, it's still speaking. (laughs) Amen. So let's look a little bit at that, that offering that Abel gave. You know, uh, let's, Genesis chapter 4 and verse 1, 1 through 5. Now Adam knew wife, his, knew, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and she said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that, that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground of the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flocks and of their fat, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain in his offering, and Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. And you know, as the story goes on, God comes and talks to Cain, tries to get him right, but he didn't get right. But anyway, I want to look at Abel and what Abel did. It said, Abel brought of the firstborn of his flocks and of their fat, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. So I looked up what that word respected me. What is it that God saw? God respected Abel in his offering. Well, that word respect means, it's a Hebrew word, sha'ah. It means to turn, to look at in amazement and to inspect. It means to turn. So God's up in heaven, and Abel's doing something down there. And he, he turns, he looks, oh, he says to his angels, look. Look what Abel's doing. Woo! <laughs> he said, look what Abel's doing. He's, he's giving me a little lamb. He's giving me the fat of the lamb. Oh, he's giving me the best in the first. And he said, oh, Abel's blessing my heart. See, an offering like that, Abel gave his first and his best, and, and it wowed God. It wowed him so much that he turned, he looked, and he said, whoa! <laughs> That's cool. See, we when we offer to God in faith part of our lives, part of who we are, you know, just in obedience to him, wanting to bless his heart, God respects it. God sees it. And it, and it blesses his heart. That's what's in an offering, an offering that wants to reach God. That's what Abel did. He said, God, I want to bless you. I want you, I want you to see my offering. I want, I want, I want you to know that I love you. I want you to see that I know that every good thing that I've got has come from you. And so his heart wanted to bless God. And that blessed God. And he said, I respect Abel in his offering. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I, I was thinking about this and I thought about, you know, when my kids were little, 
And how, you know, they draw nice little pictures. And sometimes they'll come and they'll take your face and they'll, look, Mommy, look. <laughs> look what I drew. This is for you. And they, I want you to see me, Mommy. I want you to see what I did. And that's what, what we want. We want to reach the heart of God. We want to give him of ourselves and, and bless him. And God's always going to respect that. And, you know, it says in the Bible that you can't even give a child a, a cup of water in, in, in Jesus' name, and God, won't, God will not forget it. He'll see it. Whatever we do by faith, God's going to write it down. He's going to keep record. And I want you to think about that. So you just set your heart and your life to say, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to give my life to bless him. And offer your whole life to God. To live by faith. Amen? Amen. That's good. And what's the next one? By faith, Enoch. Say Enoch. <laughs> by faith, Enoch was taken away. This is verse 5. So that he did not see death. And was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony. That he pleased God. What did he have? Again, he had a testimony. God said, Enoch, I like this guy. <laughs> what did God like about Enoch? Well, I got to thinking about it. In Genesis, it says that Enoch lived 365 years, walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. So Enoch, you know, you think about it. He was a ways down from Adam. He probably heard about how Adam and Eve had walked with God in the garden. And, you know, there was so much lost when Adam and Eve sinned. That fellowship with God. And, and I believe that Enoch's heart got hungry for God. He got hungry for God. And he craved what was lost. So he, he sought God. He sought God. He said, I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to know God. I'm going to seek God by faith. In Jeremiah 29, 13, he says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. So Enoch sought God with his whole heart, and he walked with God. And uh, I thought about in Hebrews 12, 14, it says, Pursue love with all, or pursue peace with all people, and holiness without which no one will see God. So Enoch also must have lived a holy life. Because he sought God, he saw God, obviously, and and God took him. God said, I'm going to have this fella. (laughs) And and Enoch walked with God. And then the next scripture that we have is that without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Well, you put those two scriptures together, verse 5 and 6. And it's amazing to me that all Enoch did was sought God. It doesn't say he he moved mountains or made the Red Sea, uh, you know, split. He didn't do those wonderful, you know, he just sought God. That's good. So if we seek God, we can walk with God. We can know God. Amen? And it will please God's heart. That's what pleases God. It pleases him when we seek him, when we, when we seek to know him with all our heart. Now, I know I need to grow in grace. Amen? Amen. And faith. I want to know God better. 
I want to do more for God. You know, I, I call myself a late bloomer because I'm getting older and I want to do more. So there's more to do. Don't, don't ever think that, you know, this is just it. We can know God better. We can seek him with all our heart. We can be like Enoch and walk with God and please God. It's, it's our heart's desire to please him. You know, if you, you read the Old Testament, I read the Old Testament. I go through the Bible every year. And I find that, you know, God was not happy with some people sometimes. <laughs> Even his own people. In fact, when we look at the next guy, uh, Noah, Noah lived in a generation that God was grieved in his heart that he had created mankind. Does that make you sad? It does make me. It makes me sad. Because I think that, you know, we live in a generation right now where the long-suffering of God is being stretched. God is a merciful, good God. But he's not going to put up with sin forever. He is a holy God. And he's not, you know, one day, judgment is coming. Jesus is still on the mercy seat. God is. Hallelujah. We're glad for that. But judgment is coming. So I think about Noah. In verse 7 it says, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, preparing an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. So Noah heard God. God said, Judgment is coming. I want you to build an ark. You're the only one. Noah, one man. And all the people that lived, one man in his family. Now, it doesn't even say his family was righteous. didn't say his wife was. It said Noah. <laughs> the others might got in by on Noah's faith. I don't know. It doesn't tell us. But Noah took 120 years to build an ark. And in the, I think it's the book of Jude that says Noah was a preacher of righteousness. He tried to warn people. See, that's our job right now. Judgment is coming. People, if you talk to people sometimes, you understand that the imaginations of their hearts is wicked continually. They don't, they don't know. But there is a Savior. Hallelujah. And Noah filled the boat with animals because no people would come in. But God wanted to save the animals. We are to fill our boats with people. Our neighbors, Barstow people, and people from every tongue and tribe. Amen? So, it's our job. You know, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. One time, and, and just, I thought, you know, before it's all over, there's going to come an every creature anointing. Not one person is going to be without a decision. Yay or nay. That's right. Every person has that decision. Yes, I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior, or no, I don't. You know, sometimes, mostly, these days, it's just by default. The people that don't know, by default, they just don't choose Him. But see, there is an anointing coming 
The glory of the Lord is going to fill the whole earth as water covers the sea. There is anointing coming that everybody's going to have a choice. Amen? So our part is to get the gospel message out there and let people know. Because judgment does not have to fall on them. Jesus Christ was judged on the cross for the sins of all mankind. And we, we have been blessed to find him. But does he love anybody else less than us? No. He doesn't. We have received his love, but he loves everybody. Amen? So, we're going to fill the boat. Amen? We're going to stand with God in the midst of an evil and perverse generation. We're going to say, God is a good God. And he's a great God. And he's a holy God. And he will save you from sin. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. So, we need to warn people. Judgment is coming. And then we're just going to do a couple more and then we'll be done. Hallelujah. (laughs) So by faith, Abraham obeyed. What did Abraham do? He obeyed. That's a good word. When he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. I've known that feeling before. (laughs) When we first went on an airplane, our first airplane trip was to Nepal. Well, in the Philippines, we we took six weeks before we got to Nepal. But we were going around the world not knowing where we were going. And we knew God was calling us to go. See, God, God will tell you to go places. It might be down the street. It might be in your workplace, go and talk to somebody at the other desk. God says go. All the time. But it's like I was saying, we need to listen on the inside. And when we hear him, then we can have faith to step out and do what he says. And what the power of God, the grace of God is the power of God. The power of God will be there to to help people to hear and be delivered. Glory to God. So by faith, Abraham went not knowing where he was going. He went by faith. Hallelujah. We got to do that. And this is the last one that we're going to hit. And the whole book is good. That whole chapter. I love that chapter. All those people, what they did by faith. But we're going to talk about Sarah, because I like Sarah, and she's a girl. (laughs) First girl in the lineup. So by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Sarah received because she judged him faithful who had promised. See, I was going to say this earlier, but we need to know the word of God and believe the word for the word's sake. But we also need to believe God because of his character. God is a faithful God. And when we learn to trust him, we trust him because we've learned relationship with him. We've seen that time and time again, God comes through. He's a faithful God. And Sarah here decided, hey, God said it. You know, and she, she already had history. She already saw how God spoke to Abraham. And they, they went out. She saw how they cut covenant with God. And, he, and, and God kept his word. She saw how he delivered them. He's a faithful God. She knew it. You know, she was outside. She was in the tent when an angel came and said to Abraham, 
She, the angel said, by this time next year, I'm going to come, and Sarah's going to have a baby. And she laughed. Ha, ha, ha. That's funny. I'm, I'm 90, and my husband is, is a hun- almost 100. He was 99. Am I, am I going to have pleasure with my husband? And she laughed. She thought it was funny. You know what, 90, you might think that was funny, too. <laughs> and the angel said, why did Sarah laugh? And Sarah said, I didn't laugh. But, but she did. She did. She was caught. And that one, do you know what the angel said to her then? He said, is anything too hard for the Lord? See, our God, we were talking about how he's the creator of everything. How big is our God? How wonderful and kind and good is our God? Can he not do anything? And do you need a miracle? Do people around you need miracles? You know, that word strength is actually the word dunamis. How many of you know what dunamis, dunamis means? It's the same word that, that Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That word power is dunamis. Well, what does that word mean? It means a force of God. See, it doesn't take a lot of God's power, but God has a lot of power. Sometimes it's just a little bit, and God performs a miracle. It's a power for performing miracles. Miracles. Miracles means dead things come alive. Amen. That's, you know, that's why our salvation was a miracle, because we were dead. And we came alive on the inside. Well, if somebody needs a kidney, or somebody needs a part of a brain, or somebody needs a lung, or somebody needs a heart. Is it hard for God? Is anything too hard for God? No. Receive strength, how? By faith, and judging him faithful. It, it is also moral power or excellence of soul. So you, you want to live a holy life? How are you going to do it? By the strength and power of God. It's the power and influence which belongs to riches and wealth. You can do stuff with money. That's dunamis, God said. And also it's power and resources arising from numbers. That's why, you know, one, one Christian is never called to be by themselves. That's why God puts us together in a church. Because we can do more together. There is more power in this room than if, you know, even when you're out in your job place, you are a part of something bigger than yourself. And you, by faith, step into what you are. You are High Desert Word Center taking Barstow, California for the Lord. Amen? Amen. So you are more than just yourself. (laughs) Amen. So that's what dunamis is. Strength. We receive power from the Lord. It's the power consisting in and resting upon armies, forces, and angelic hosts. It's, you know, we, we have the host of heaven behind us. We have the great and mighty Holy Spirit. Amen? So we judge God faithful and we receive, we receive power, strength to conceive a miracle. And walk in miracles. So I want you to just all stand up. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.